0: gentlemen welcome to the alpha m podcast the podcast where i talk business self-improvement lifestyle and more whether or not it's just me sort of talking a little bit of audio action for you to enjoy or me sitting down with a special guest to find out more about the steps they took to become successful whether or not you're listening to this on the go you're sitting at home right now listening i appreciate your time and so if you're ready let's dive in to this next badass episode i thought like many people, quarantine life was going to be me achieving my most productive self, getting things done and taking things to the next level, but it seems to be quite the opposite. My question is when you feel you've fallen off track or find yourself in a funk, what are some of your strategies to righting the ship and getting back to doing the work? Thanks for the valuable content. So, this is such an amazing, amazing question because I can relate, I can relate, I can relate. I have also found myself in a little bit of a funk throughout this whole quarantine thing. And I think the quarantine situation and everything that we're dealing with, I think it's much bigger than just being in a rut, right? You can be in a a professional rut or a creative rut, but this thing that we dealt with and that we're dealing with, it's a whole nother level. Like, I think it's really, it takes a little bit of the joy out of life away, right? Because you're like, hey, you can't see people. For me, at least I love seeing people. I love, you know, going places and going out to dinner and, and, and doing all that, going to, going to Chicago to see Tiege Hanley. That's something else I haven't been able to do. And I'm not going to be doing this quarter either in terms of the, uh, the quarterly meeting. And it's because like, I am not feeling a hundred percent safe traveling yet. And so it's like, if we can do it remotely, I'm going to stay here in Atlanta, but these, all these little things that you used to do, or that you love doing, it changes the, the the complexity and the, and the it just, it, like, for me, it puts me in a little bit of a funk, I got to be honest. And then you combine that with YouTube being in, like, a really weird place right now. My views are down 30%. Everybody's views in my, like, genre are down because people are, like, yeah, like, dating, like, whatever. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Grooming, who cares? Style, I'm wearing sweatpants on Zoom calls all the time. And so, so it's tough. And so I have found myself in a bit of a funk. I've been here before though. I've been, I've been here literally, it was, it was a little over a year ago when you know, the algorithm changed, everything dropped, like my views were actually worse than they are now. And what I ended up doing was, was honestly, and this is kind of what I do now, I, I push through it. And it, it's, it's reminding myself that once again, it's part of the process, right? The reason why, and, and just to show you, I've talked about it before. On the back of my watch, right? This watch was expensive, and I got it at the time when things were really bad. Bad being relative, on YouTube and business, um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And I got it, and I and I and I engraved on the back, like "Get to work." And the reason I did this is because I think we have a tendency to sort of feel like sorry for ourselves. At least, at least like. I can be honest, like, I feel sorry for myself sometimes. Or I'll get in that mindset where it's like, oh, poor me. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go next? Like, I I get in these, like, little, like, mini, like, mind funks, right? And the watch was a reminder to just get to work, right? It's not always going to be roses. It's not always going to be amazing. It's not always going to feel amazing, right? Sometimes you just got to keep your head down and keep showing up every day. And eventually, if you keep showing up, you keep working, you get get to where you need to be and things change or you change them. But sitting there and just like having my hand down my pants and being like, I don't know, I'm not going to do it. That for me has never been an option. And the reason is because of fear, right? We're tying it we're tying it back in. I am scared that if I stop, if I stop trying, things are gonna not only slow, they're gonna go in a drastically different direction. And I know that the one thing I can control is my ability to get up every day and do the work even when it's not sexy, even when it's not super fun. And so something that I do in order to help me in terms of my mindset is exercise. Being outside, I love, like if I didn't get outside, if I didn't run, like literally I've been like running every day outside, even if it's just for like 45 minutes or an hour, just getting outside and being and clearing my mind, for me that has helped. It's always helped. And um, and so for me, exercise is a big part of it. Now, unfortunately, you know, I haven't been going to the gym, but you know, the good news is that I you know, because I love fitness and I built a house, I built like a little bit of a, you know, a home gym and that has sustained me enough. But I'm a social person. I love having places to go. And so, you know, trying to change up like the monotony. And I think really that's one of the the biggest problems, coy, that I face is, is the monotony. Doing the same thing every day and and not having something like great or something exciting or something new to sort of look forward to. There are no trips planned. I don't have anything like great coming up. You know, it's it's one of those things where I just need to work. I need to stay focused. I need to keep my head down and keep showing up. And even if you're not doing your best work, even if you are, you know, struggling creatively a little bit. You still show up. It gets better if you keep trying, but it's when you stop trying, when you stop striving, this is when things can get really dark. And then, like, like, and and I and I associate this sort of similar to like fitness, right? I have never taken, if I'm being, a, I have never taken, unless I was like deathly ill and I can't even remember, I have never taken a week and not exercised. Since I started, since I literally started exercising when I was 12 years old, there has not been a week that I have taken like seven days and not done anything unless I was, I was obviously sick. You know, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Guess what? I'm on the crutches. I'm in the gym because for me, I need it. It feeds my brain. It feeds my creativity. It feeds every ounce of my body. I need to challenge my body. But I assume that a lot of people, when they don't have this like hardwired into their brain and they're not doing it every day, right? I assume that one of the things that's that's, that's tough is that when you fall off the wagon, right? You might gain a little bit of weight. You might just not be like, yeah, next week, next week, next week. You've gone a month not exercising. That first step, that first engagement back, is super hard, right? But if you allow yourself to sort of stay and focus on, you know, what you haven't accomplished and beating yourself up as opposed to just being like, all right, I'm five pounds fatter, whatever, I'm going to go get in the gym. I'm going to take that first step. That first step is the hardest. And so I don't know if I've got any advice other than get your ass in the gym <laughs> or, or exercise. Um, that's always worked for me. And it's the thing that I do. And the other thing that I do is I focus when, when things aren't fun, they aren't exciting. But, um, but that's me. You've got to you've got to figure out what what gets you going, what gets you motivated. But I understand mindset is tough, right? Being all inspired, being all excited when things are good, you know, that's easy to get, get show up for. But when things are bad, like they are now, or when you're just feeling a little bit melancholy, that's when. You got to figure out what you're made of, honestly. Are you intrinsically, are you motivated or do you need external things to keep you going? And if that's the answer, then you better find those ex- extrinsic things. But unfortunately, they fade, right? Internal drive, internal internal motivation. These are the things that only you can, can control. You can't even control it, honestly, but it's, it's, it's personal. It's a personal story. It's a personal journey and it's a personal drive. And so unfortunately, Coy, the only advice I have is, is you better figure it out or don't. But the only way it's going to get better is if you show up and you do the hard work, even when the hard work is not fun. Here's the deal. He says, I'm a college student stuck in my parents' house with remote learning. I started listing random items at my house, books, baseball cards, etc., on eBay. And I've, been sur- and I've been surprised to find they're actually selling. I'd like to take this to the next level and create a larger inventory to start selling from. For someone with only $250 of starting capital, do you have any general advice on how to make this a success? The answer is: this is so amazing. Like I love, like what we are witnessing here with our friend Kadar is the start of a somebody's entrepreneurial journey, right? He's listing crap that he's got laying around. He's like, yeah, West Virginia baseball hunt. Yeah, why not? You want $5? You want this? He sells it, right? This is so amazing. I can't even stand it. And I love it because he's asking the right questions, right? He's starting with things that are random around the house. He's listing them and surprisingly he's selling them. And then he's like, yo, I want to build bigger inventory, which means I, I can sell more stuff. And so with $250, what should I do? My advice to Kadar is don't freak out and don't go crazy overdoing it. I would use that $250 to basically go to, to yard sales, right? If you can look to find like yard sales um, in your area, I think you could, you'd be surprised at what you can find and what the price is because yard sales are notorious, or even flea markets, right? Um, you know, are notorious for you being able to find like really cool items, right? Like that, 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 like, uh, hold on my ashtray my prized possession do you remember the story i think i talked about it on this vlog at some point you might have missed one anyway i got this bad boy for a dollar at a yard sale right it was all rusty i polished it up with some steel wool and i just thought it was cool right a retro sort of ashtray you ash there you spin the ashes down right and then a few years later i'm at a a some like 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 bougie shop where they sell like antiques and like retro stuff and i saw that thing for like 300 350 bucks something like that Anyway, this is just to show you that you can find some incredible things, some gems in the rough. Um, and so that's what I would do. I would take that $250 and go buy specific things. Don't spend it all. Maybe you know, take a $50 or $100 and, and buy things and, and, and list them. Um, you could also go to another, another thing you could do is uh, the Salvation Army or Goodwill. Right? Have you ever been to a Goodwill? Goodwill has a lot more than just like clothes. They've got other stuff as well. And that brings us to another point. If you go to Goodwill, you find like a jacket for like three bucks, four bucks, maybe charge 20, put it out there, like why not, right? This is what I would do. I would go and I would test things, See see what sells, see what people are interested in, what is popular, and, uh, and just go for it, right? Find things and, and just spend the money, make the money, and then keep investing, right? And you're going to see the steamroller, this boulder of cash, snowball effect of cash, gentlemen. And, and this is what I would do. I would go and look to find items, secondhand items, things that are used and, and, and resell them. And, um, and apparently that's what you're already doing. And, and I'm just confirming that I think that's an amazing idea. But yeah, take the 250 bucks and go shopping. Goodwill, great place, um, and and yard sales flea markets are also amazing. There are websites that you can go on, like I think it's like yardsale.com or something, or you can type in your area and it will show you all the different yard sales that are happening in your area. If, you, if you're having a yard sale and you list it, which most people do, estate sales are another great option because you get a lot of people that are just looking to offload this stuff and you can find some incredible deals and you just keep flipping stuff. Gentlemen, this is amazing. This next question, I love so much too. Like great questions. Guys, if you've got a business question, down below, start it with business question and ask it. And next week and every week, we try to get to a few of them. Also, if you've got a business idea, start it with business idea and ask or tell us what your idea is and I will give you the brutal, honest truth of what I personally feel about that business. Are you planning on taking Pete and Pedro or Enemy to retail too? Are you planning on selling Tiege Hanley as a pro- box or individual products in the store? Love your products. Um, Pete and Pedro, no. Enemy, no. Products individual. Some products individual. We are planning on selling the systems. And, it, and it, here's the other thing. It really boils down to what they are interested in, in carrying and what SKUs. We basically threw everything out them that we could do, including some some exciting products that we've got that... that uh, anyway, <laughs> it could be a mix of systems and individual products. So if somebody did just want to buy like an eye cream or a serum or a wash or whatever it is, we would have retail sizes available for people if they wanted that. It all it all honestly boils down to, to Target and what they're looking for, but great question and thank you. What's your opinion on opening a business that's quite similar to others in your location? Meaning you'll have to compete or uh, you'll, you will have to you'll have competition on winning your clients. Yes. What is my opinion on this? I think it's okay. It depends though. It really depends on, on your business. It depends on what your competition is and sort of what industry. Give you some examples. There was a, <laughs> this is a stupid example, but okay, so by me, there is this, this, this donut shop that's been around Marietta for years. Everybody loves this, this donut shop. And it's, it's, it's independently owned and operated. So one day, all of a sudden, there was new construction next to this donut shop, literally in the next like parking, like right next to it. Guess what it was? Can you guess? It was a Dunkin' Donuts. How do you think this played out? Any ideas? Any guesses? I'll tell you. Dunkin' Donuts shut down because people said uh-uh, i'm not going to dunkin they, they were supporting the local business that had been there for years and you would think dunkin donuts the dummies would be like yo okay we, we might need to might need to look for another location maybe it's not a great idea to be exactly next to the, the 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 business but that was a story that i loved so much because it really showed you know sort of like the underdog winning in a scenario and situation like that and so i thought that was really cool but here's another scenario that is not so cool and that is like fitness centers, right? Back in the day, long time ago, fitness centers were, you know, not that common. Like big fitness centers like LA Fitnesses or Bally's. I don't even know if Bally's are around anymore Crunch Fitness. Anyway, and so, so opening, you know, an addition to like a personal training studio or something small, you know, kind of within a proximity that is, that is you know, kind of close, but not like super far away or, or super like right next to each other or in the same shopping center, was a decent idea. And the reason is because there was a market for smaller boutique, like 24 hour type places to open. And you knew that if an LA fitness or some big competition or box retailer was going into a location, you know that they kind of already did the math, right? They know what the, what the amount of, you know, mean or the, the medium income, mean income is, how many people are there, how many people are on that road. So to some degree. It's almost not a bad idea to be a smaller guy going and kind of like following some of these bigger box retail stores, um, but you know there are other stories where where it's not a good idea. Like a lot of businesses, like Ace Hardware, you know, with Home Depot, it really boils down to your specific business and if it's if it's going to. If there's a differentiator, basically, like so, so the salon, right? Open salon, posta. It's on Marietta Square. Well, guess what? There's a barbershop on the square. Two barbershops on the square, and another salon within like a few hundred yard radius. But the difference is that we took it up another level in terms of our stylist, our higher caliber, our our building is nicer. We are a more luxurious experience. And so, what's happened? And we've been absolutely crushing it. And so. You know, it's 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 if you've got something that's a little bit different than some of your competition. Yes, if you are identical, it's going to be more challenging. Um, another another crazy thing here. I'm I'm going all over the place today. So something else interesting about Atlanta is chiropractors, right? So you've all heard of chiropractors, right? Well, there's a college here, one of the most popular chiropractic colleges called Life University. Life University is like one of the big you know, colleges for people to come and and learn to be a chiropractor. When I started actually doing research, I I knew this guy a long time ago, back like with the nutrition store, we were thinking about opening some type of like health mall where you've got, you know, the workout, you've got the supplement, you've got chiropractic, you've got acupuncture, like that was an idea that he and I sort of started, started, I mean, this was back in like 2008, no, 98, I'm sorry, 1998, 99, 2000, so long, long, long time ago. We started looking to see how many chiropractors are in the metro area. There are literally more chiropractors in the metro area condensed right, than the entire rest of the country. Now you're like, yo, it's because they're students. No, it's not. It's actively practicing chiropractors in their own office. What happens, people move here for school and love it so much they decide to to stay when all they would have to do is move to some other place that doesn't have Ten thousand chiropractors within a five mile radius and they would absolutely dominate and kill it and so you really need to be smart you know and and really think through what is the value prop that you bring to the table versus somebody else but incredible question i hope this rambling answer gave some insight or some business lesson somehow some way but probably not hi aaron i'm picking up in my business and even though i'm teaching to students I still need the office and growing the business and done by somebody okay so he needs the growing in the business done by somebody else because he is teaching the 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 students which is makes sense to me the question is i'm thinking about having family work for me i've heard you talk about your family a little but not sure if they ever worked for you in any of your businesses i'm a little on the fence about having family work for me uh will they be able to be employees and not act like family when i give them a job to do thank you so yes i have like all of my family work for me um honestly my mom works for me my stepdad works for me my dad works for me um let's see anybody else (laughs) friends like yes um yes family 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 so it all depends it depends on what they're going to be doing it depends on you know their maturity and it depends on your ability to be a good leader um, you know, but it is tricky. There are a lot of people that have family work for them that, that, that it doesn't work out. You know, my, my mom does customer service for me. My stepdad does customer service for me. My dad comes into the warehouse and helps, like, make boxes, like, a few times a week. And then most of my other employees are, like, friends that have transitioned into, you know, um, employees or, or, you know, helpers or whatever you want to call it. Um, I love having my family work with me. And the reason is because they have my back, you know, and I trust nobody more than them. Like, I trust them 100%, but not everybody has family that they trust like that, right? You just got to figure out, you know, is it the right situation and test it out. Like, when I started, and we'll use my, my, my best friend Terry from high school, he is my co-founder of Menfluential Media, but the way that that whole situation started was um, he had been my best friend since, since like literally eighth grade. He was in between jobs. And like four years ago, you know, I needed, it was four or five years ago, I needed help, you know, selling advertising. And so I knew that he was in between jobs, but it was weird, right? It's like, how do I navigate this? How do I figure out if he's going to be the right fit and what happens if it doesn't work out and, and I'm still going to have to see him? Is it going to ruin our friendship? Because that's the thing. If it doesn't work out with your family member, you still got to see him. And, you know, it, it, it's tricky because if they really like screw something up or if they steal from you for God's sake, which hopefully they won't do that, how do you mend those fences? It's, it's pretty impossible. Um, but with him, it was one of those things where we talked about, I said, you know, hey, let's try this for three months. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, you know, we'll both kind of know and we can move on, we can part ways and, and we can still be friends. You know, there is no super clean way about going out and testing this, right? But um, but if you need the help, if you feel like there's somebody, you know, in your family, and oftentimes like your family will work for a little bit less, and um, you know, I'm not saying that you take advantage of them, but you know, a lot of times depending on what you have them do and the role, you know, it, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your, your kids, like whatever it may be, you know, it, it's worth trying because if it works, great, and if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. But the bottom line is that you need help. And if there's, an, if there's somebody in your life, your family member, a friend that is in search or is looking for a part-time thing, you know, can start like small time and then possibly grow with you, I think why not give it a shot? Because in my opinion, it is much better to, to work with people that you know, that you love if it works out. But you have to go into it with your eyes open. And I think that having that conversation up front with the person that you're thinking about hiring, I think that's... You know, an absolute thing that you got to do, right? Have a conversation. Hey, I I need your help. I want your help. Do you think it'd be something that you and would enjoy? And then just be a good leader. Have open conversation. And um, if you guys, you know, have differences of opinion, you just you just need to make sure that you are the leader, that you are the boss, and um, and you treat them. You know like that but you also need to be respectful to the fact that they are family and so it's a tricky situation but it can work and for me it definitely has worked incredibly well and the last business question and i'm sorry if this one is a little bit this vlog is a little bit short but uh but i got a doctor's appointment that i gotta i gotta go knock out Uh, nothing's wrong it's just like an annual like thing i go get blood work and get a checkup right it's important to do that because if you catch things early you can fix them if you let it go and and you know things get all crazy like that's when you that's when you have that's when you have problems so anyway i know it's scary though going to the doctor dudes don't like to go to doctors gentlemen go to the doctor once a year at least anyway i'm also getting to that age where i'm about to have like colonoscopies and all sorts of crazy things but you do what you got to do to kick ass and stay healthy next year i'm going to be a lawyer congratulations and well done sir because that is not easy my plan is to work in law a law firm for about four years to get experience in the business During this time, I'm going to produce some educational content about labor law and YouTube to attract potential clients. My question is about local SEO, how to maximize it, and what gear do I have to get in order to film my videos on a budget? I assume that because this type of job is more white collar, people expect a more professional video with nice cameras, audio, which costs a lot. Here's the deal, Philippe, Philippe, Felipe, I'm not sure. Anyway, the answer is, Hell no, they don't expect that. They might, so, so so what I'm saying, do not overthink this, right? You just need to start getting it out there. What I would recommend is invest in some type of DSLR camera. You know, you can find them like super affordably, get a tripod and go on Amazon and buy maybe some lights or Yeah, lights are good. And then just find a backdrop, right? It doesn't matter, a plain wall, you sitting in a chair at a desk, like whatever it is. You don't need to overthink this. Just get the first video out there and then improve. You know, in terms of of people finding your content, yeah, people are going to find your content. And, um, And when they do, you know, I think that's one of the things that hurts a lot of people that are thinking about starting a YouTube channel is that they think that, oh, I gotta have this. I gotta have a really sexy brick wall. I gotta have some really sexy lights, right? A nice camera, yeah, a little audio. You don't. I would say if you want to invest in a lapel mic, they are definitely going to help your audio sound better. And then, you know, some lights, right? The camera though, it doesn't even, like it doesn't really matter. Like I've seen people, if you've got an iPhone, film incredible content on their phone that looks amazing. You just need to start creating content and then improve it as you go. But I think this is an amazing idea on how to build yourself up as an expert in this field. Below each video, I would definitely have some type of content or contact information. Also, I would definitely, definitely, definitely have some type of, of build a website for yourself, right? Have a website, a simple website, and it can just be, hey, fill out the form, you know, give me your email address. And, you know, I mean, it can be super simple, but you just need to have some type of like email capture and, um, and, and just start, you know, driving people to that link and, and build up your, your client base. And I just think that's such an amazing idea. And so congratulations and, and well done. I hope you actually follow through with this because I think it's absolutely a home run idea. When you started, did any of your friends or family that did not believe in you or support you back then and have they stayed in touch? And now that you're doing, or you're doing well or successful in your life, have any of them tried to come back into your life and how did you handle it? So this is such an interesting question, right? Because you think about that stuff, right? You think about, you know, who are your true friends? Now, in terms of people that I was friends with that didn't believe in me, I don't know. They're not my friends right now. You know, I, I surround myself with people that I, that I trust and I love. And when I identify that there's somebody in my life that I don't think has the same respect for me as I do them or doesn't treat me in the manner or the fashion that I, that I deserve to be, in my opinion, treated, then I don't spend any time with them. You know, so so everybody that's around me now, that's been around me for years, like, I do have some legacy, like, like friends that have been with me, been with me, you know, forever that have sort of seen sort of the growth, and then a lot of people I've p- picked up kind of like along the way, and, you know, there are people, of course, when you become more successful that are going to think that, that, that you can help them or that they want something from you, and these people, it's pretty obvious when they approach you or when they reach out that, You know what they're just looking for you know help they're looking for money they're looking for whatever Um, but you you definitely need to have your guard up but not that far up that you don't trust anybody you know I have a incredible network of friends and family that I absolutely love and that I spend as much time with as I can and it's about you know really staying staying true to that and and staying helping being around the people that you love. You know, my business partners, my business associates, like all these people. Now, are there people probably that I'm Facebook friends with that, that when I, you know, started posting YouTube videos, thought it was stupid? I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of them, right? They didn't, they, I didn't know. I'm sure my wife probably, my wife, be honest, my wife was embarrassed when I would tell people, yeah, I make, make videos or YouTube videos. This was back before YouTube was, was a thing and people understood that you could actually do something from that or it could lead to something. But it was a little bit weird for her. She, I remember conversations that her and I had, like, why can't you just be an accountant or get a job or something like that? You know, but she always believed in me. She always has been like, you know, I've always known you were going to be successful. I just didn't know what that was. There she is now. Hang on, hang on a second. Hold on. Hang on. Hey, your ears must be burning. Where are you? I'm, I'm filming a vlog. Your ears, were they burning? Because I was just talking about you. Saying good things? I was saying all nice things. I was saying, one of the questions on this vlog was, you know, are there people in your life that didn't believe in you back then, before you were successful, that now have like come back and tried to like, you know, befriend you or whatever. And so I was just talking a little bit about, about, you know, this whole like concept of like, you know, people believing in you. and, And then I was talking about you. Where, you know, at first you didn't understand like YouTube and were embarrassed sometimes when I would talk and tell people, hey, I make videos because it sounded like I made porn because YouTube wasn't really a thing. But you always believed in me, right? Oh yeah, I always believed in you. I always knew you were the like hardest working person I know. But yeah, at the beginning of the YouTube channel thing, what, 13 years ago? Something like that, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, you're gonna do what? Like, can't you just be an
1: accountant or something normal?
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and then so here we are. Here we are. Exactly. So thank you for believing in me. Yeah, no problem. I love you. All right, I'll call you later. Bye. Love you too. Bye. So <laughs> perfect timing. Anyway, um, and so you know, are there people in my life now that that I don't? I don't. I don't. I don't hang out with all that many people. I am not somebody that you know has like this crazy vast you know, network of like 30 people that I hang out with on a regular basis. I've got a small group of friends that I am incredibly tight with that I would do anything with and that would do anything for me. And it's never been about the money. It's never been about the success or anything like that. It's just about you know us being boys and friends and, and, and you know, they're just good people and people that I love. And so I guess surround yourself with that. And, and if you become successful and you feel like there's somebody in your life Or comes into your life that does not have pure intentions you definitely need to keep your wall and your guard up and so it's up for me but not that up that I lose sight of the fact that there are a lot of amazing people that that are out there and that you know that are awesome this summer I had the opportunity to get press coverage on my new product my industry was hurting for any kind of news since businesses were on lockdown I was excited but I made two mistakes Mistake number one, since it was a totally new product, I wanted to put my best foot forward. I wanted everything to be perfect. The second mistake is in pursuit of perfect, I finally launched, but the opportunity was gone. Everybody and their mom had new releases or new products, but I got lost in the shuffle of new. Failure is not an option, but boy, do I feel like a failure. So my question is, have you ever dealt with missed opportunities in business and what should I do about it? So have I ever missed out on an opportunity Yeah, like, of course. I can't think of any specific opportunity that I've missed out on. Um, The Fashion Anchor, that's one. That was something where when I got involved with the Fashion Anchor, Years ago, it was a great business opportunity and a a great business, but then by the time I got around to it and I got involved, the opportunity, in my opinion, sort of passed by because things changed, right? The industry changed. People now weren't worrying about their collars. They were wearing button-down collars. It was just a different business, and so I tried it, and I found out that I didn't really love that business anymore and, and also... Um, I wasn't passionate about it. And so I ended up giving that business to this other dude and just like walked away from it. And so for me, that was a missed opportunity. Now, do I regret it? Do I think about, oh my gosh, like, no, I move on and I I try something else. Now for you, failure is not an option, which is great. And I guess I would say it all depends on what the business is, right? And even though you don't have the press or the opportunity, this doesn't mean that you can't get it. But it's hard for me to sort of it's hard for me to give advice if I don't know exactly like what the product is. So I can't really recommend how to go out and get like media or attention. But if you got it once, you just need to be creative in reaching out to people that can possibly help you promote or launch the product again. Maybe you need to do a little more heavy lifting. Maybe you need to spend a little more money on you know, the paid advertising, the paid search, you know whatever it is. But like I said, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to give advice because i don't really know but in terms of feeling like a failure this i definitely have perspective on i have felt like a failure many 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 times um uh, because you know things haven't worked out i screwed something up i i made a mistake and things didn't go the way that i really wanted them to and and really for me it is about just you know shaking it off if you're staying down and being like oh why me and poor like like you got you got to get over it right throw that shit out because you are too good for that. You've got to realize that, yeah, this opportunity might've passed you by, but that doesn't mean that you don't have another opportunity in front of you. And, and maybe there's a different opportunity. Maybe you need to, instead of looking at that one thing and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that didn't work out and poor me, I could have been, I could have done, I could have whatever. You need to be like, all right, that's done. Let's move on. You know, Yeah, it sucks. I'm going to brush myself off your ass back up and look for that next opportunity because gentlemen i am telling you it is out there opportunities are out there but you can't stay one-dimensional and focused like when my fitness center collapsed like talk about huge monumental feeling of failure right if i would have stayed focused on that as opposed to looking around to see what else is available like i would have never found this success doesn't always look like what you expect it will all right, and you've got to be aware of that. So if you think that that one opportunity was your best opportunity, it was the only thing that was going to make your business successful, I, I can 100% assure you that that is not the case. What other opportunities are out there? What what else can you do? Where can you go? What can you do? Can you tweak your product? Can you change it? Can you add something? Can you look for another opportunity to get that press? Gentlemen, you've got to get your ass up. You've got to get yourself out there. You got to stop feeling sorry for yourself because that will last like a little bit, but if you don't just like acknowledge it and be like, all right. And maybe this comment was acknowledging it. Maybe this is it. Maybe you can now finally give yourself the permission to move forward and kick ass. Gentlemen, you gotta pick yourself up, get your ass out there and figure it out because nobody is gonna do it for you. And being an entrepreneur, being somebody who is goal oriented, being somebody who has an idea and is in it for the long term, cannot allow momentary issues, momentary failures derail you from your ultimate goal. Gentlemen, there is, and I'm going to say it one more time, there is no straight line to success, right? You don't just start right here and think that you're going to get there in like 15 minutes or you're going to drive straight. There are potholes, there are speed bumps, there are detours, there are wrong turns. You're going to get a flat freaking tire. You've got to get yourself back up and figure out where you're going to go next in order to get to the ultimate goal, which is being successful, which you will do. Each and every one of you will be successful. I believe that in my heart, but you can't feel sorry for yourself. you got to pick your ass back up and get back in the race. Hi, Aaron. I'm part of a career technical education organization, Skills USA, competing in entrepreneurship. Uh, do you have any advice on developing a business plan that identifies needs, products, services in a local market, alongside typical problems encountered in the business plans or businesses first year? I've been having trouble finding a production, a production or chemical engineer slash chemist that can help us develop our products. I'm looking at a skincare accessory company that makes facial brushes, wipes, and or sunscreen. Thanks in advance. So, what I would tell you is possibly go to for these type of products. I would probably go to, I would I would search like okay. So what I would do is 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 search like private label, you know, skincare accessories. Private label, you know. Okay, so actually, uh, let me hold on. Let <laughs> me take these off. So two different things here. You got the wipes. You've got the like sunscreen. That is like a product that you actually need somebody to help you develop and and formulate. You've got the other product, like the accessories, like the facial scrubbing brush. So. The facial scrubbing brush I would definitely go to Alibaba right go to Alibaba to look to see what's out there you do a search you're gonna find a bunch of people that actually make it they will send you a sample whatever you need right if you need to change anything whatever you need if you need to alter a color or you've got questions they will help you because that's what their business is they're in the business of actually manufacturing these things and and for these companies and and shipping them to you and so you could order like a single product a single unit you know, pay for it, they'll ship it to you, and then you can just start the conversation and start asking questions. Um, now, and that's for like a, a product, like a, like a like, anyway, like a product, like a physical product like that. Now, for something like that you're going to put on your body or you're going to consume, or you're going to use that's more like, like, like specialized, what I would do is look for a private label company that actually makes skincare co- products or makes like wipes and things that, like that domestically. There are a ton of companies out there that have, you know, basically resources that you can find, that you can use, that make products like this. And what happens, they also have chemists and people like that on staff, right? Where you can ask them questions, you can start that conversation, but that is probably where I would start in terms of finding, you know, just trying to find like a chemist like we did at T. Shanley. nah, don't, don't worry about that. Most of these labs And that's the other thing, a lab, right? Like even the labs that we use at Tiege Hanley now, even though all of our products are custom, they all have chemists on staff, right? They've got multiple chemists on staff that are there to help you and to help you formulate your products and change things and tweak things. In terms of trying to figure out you know, a, a business or a, uh, like the business plan quest part of this question, I'm not really clear on. And so if you want to ask again, please, you know, down below, start with business question and ask your question again. I just didn't really, I didn't really grasp it or understand, but there are definitely some some options out there in terms of trying to identify what business you should possibly look into, also what problems people are having. And it's funny you mentioned this because Noah and I talked in depth about how to find products and on his uh, or ideas for products and how to how to sort of test things. And so once again, go to Noah's YouTube channel. It's an amazing resource for you guys out there that are that are thinking about starting a business or like the idea of being an entrepreneur and, and he does specialize and focus online, but it doesn't mean you have to, you know, sort of you can you can use his information and knowledge for pretty much any business. The business question is how to start a business without money so in the old days like years and years ago like five years ago actually longer than that typically you needed money in order to start a business you needed you know stuff you needed you know stuff right now you don't you literally can start a business with zero not let's see zero almost zero. probably like 25 bucks it's almost zero like as close to zero as possible you need a domain right get your website domain like imawesome.com whatever it is whatever it doesn't matter like get a domain you can go to godaddy you can get domains for like 5 bucks 6 bucks 10 bucks per year all right then you're going to need hosting you also are going to need a website but the beautiful thing is that you can go to a place like theme forest and find a website for like 20 bucks a template that all you do you change the pictures you put in your text you have a link to buy the product and bingo bango you're off and running now what is the product the product is information all right there is a huge opportunity there's a huge industry of information products out there where all you need is an idea all you need to be able to do is eloquently and, and a lot of these people aren't even that eloquent you actually need to just be able to explain or teach somebody how to do something or give them information that they are seeking and and literally you can do that it takes your time you start selling it you start marketing it you can put up youtube videos you could start posting on instagram or on twitter wherever you can market your business or your information product for free so literally that is how you start a business for zero money there are so, there are so many online gurus that have amazing businesses they make a lot of money teaching people like nothing <laughs> like and what i mean by that is there are a lot of people online that are I I got. There are a lot of scam artists on online. I don't want you to be that. All right, have value, create a product that people need, you can help them do, but just don't blow too much smoke up their butt because there are a lot of people blowing a lot of smoke up people's asses, getting rich, and the reality is that the thing that they're teaching, the people that are buying the product will never probably do, because the truth is you need to be motivated and, and if you're expecting somebody else to be able to just give you the roadmap, the blueprint to do this, say this, and you can you know do whatever, we all know that marketing is what drives business and social media marketing is key now. How many times a day or week do you recommend posting? Do you recommend cross-promoting the same things on different platforms? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or all different content each, uh, on each? Um, also, do you recommend keeping personal Facebook, Instagram separate from business or also post business things on your personal page also? So here is the deal. What I would recommend is, yes, you should be posting. Now, it all, on, on the different social media platforms, what I'd recommend is because you're new, because you're starting, focus on one piece of content and then disperse it on all of the platforms instead of trying to be like, you know, this piece of content for TikTok, this piece on the, it's, it's all about utilization. You know, you've got limited time, you've got limited resources and, um, and you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta focus a little bit, Joey. Come on now, but here's the deal. The good news is that there are different apps and things that can actually help you. If you upload it, you don't actually have to be the person like every day sitting there and like timing everything. You can actually set a schedule and it will disperse your content on different platforms in terms of how often it really depends. I think probably when you're starting, you should be testing a lot. You don't need to be perfect, but you need to be testing stuff. See what hits, see what resonates on the different platforms. And so what I'd recommend probably is if you could do daily, I think that would be good honestly i think if you could post daily that would be good because you got to get into the habit and work that that content generating muscle and so if you've got that sort of in your mind or maybe it's every other day If, if every day is too much but you need to be on a consistent basis you need to also not not bite off more than you can chew and say okay i'm going to post every single day and you do that for like a week and you're like damn i'm out of content and i'm tired and then you don't post for another week i would rather see you guys slow down and post methodically, as long as the schedule is something that you can maintain. Um, what other question was there? Uh, oh, in terms of, of keeping business personal, separate, for me, it was my personal is here, my business is here, because the message and things that I I talk about is different, and I don't want to bombard all my friends and family with all of, my, all of my stuff, and that's for me, but, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, like, just for instance, multi-level marketing people, they are bombarding their channel with, you know, buy my makeup, buy my knives, buy whatever, buy this course. They're using their audience. I think that is, that is not a sustainable model because your audience is not like this, like evergreen, ever-growing type of scenario. But YouTube, some of these other platforms, you are in front of new people, hopefully, every single day. So that is growing. They're also... Engaging with you, which means that they actually like what you have to say and what you're selling, and so it makes more sense. It's not a bad idea to tell your people that you're friends with on your individual personal pages, hey, I'm doing this. If you're interested, come follow me over there. It's the only I mean, I think everybody does that, but it's a great way to start to generate a little bit of traffic, awareness, and if they're interested in what you're saying, then they'll see it over there. But for me, it's about keeping personal, personal and and business, business. Sometimes I will I will share things that are happening with me um, on my personal pages, just to sort of be like, "Hey, this is happening, but not all the time because my friends don't. <laughs> my friends don't care that much about what I'm doing. Gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you dug it, make sure to drop us a review, also a rating as this helps the podcast reach more incredible gentlemen just like yourself. And don't forget to subscribe because it's free and you don't want to miss another incredible episode. Guys, thank you so much for your continued support. I think you're amazing. And don't forget how awesome you are.